0: Thanks for listening. This is Momentum, the entrepreneurship podcast for photographers. I'm your host, Nate Grahek, portrait photographer and entrepreneur. Join me each week as I interview the most successful and inspiring photographers in our industry. We bring you innovative and proven business strategies you can use to shift the momentum in your own photography business, giving you the freedom to do more of what you love in business and in life. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've got another exciting episode with my great friend, Jamie Larson. Jamie, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. Today, I brought Jamie on. There's this long conversation about in-person sales or shoot and share or other types of running your business. Um, You guys all know by now, I'm not going to flame any big debates about this. (laughs) I just want to help bring a new perspective, um, to helping you grow a a sustainable business where Mm -hmm. you, I, my mission, I really believe that you deserve to run a a healthy business and to, to, to earn a living doing what you love. Mm -hmm. That's photography. You're in the right spot. So, um, some quick takeaways you'll get in today's call is just understanding the potential when, when using some of the tactics. I think, the biggest thing I would invite you to consider today is that it doesn't have to be black or white. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be this one way or the highway, or if you can take just one tiny nugget from today's call about the value of in-person sales or offering products. Um, We're going to show you how you can, if you're worried about how your old clients are going to come in and react to you now selling in-person sales or doing it differently, Jamie's going to show you how to handle that. And we're going to walk through how to, you can do in-person sales where you don't feel pushy. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest hesitations I had in my career, and I know I've heard it from other um, photographers, Jamie. So thank you so much for taking time to walk us through this.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited to talk about it.
0: So let's kick off with where are you from? Um, what was your kind of journey into photography?
1: Yeah. So I um, came from San Antonio. I'm in Denver now, but my photography journey started in San Antonio, had little ones, and it was either go back to work full time um, or create a business. And I was passionate about photography. How hard could it be, right? I had a camera. I had a computer. I could totally do this. Right. This is 10 years ago. And the big thing that I think a lot of photographers miss in this whole starting a business is that it is actually more about the business than it is shooting if you're going to make a profit from totally. it. Right. And yeah. so I went from having a lot of clients and then looking and realizing I'm doing all of this work and I don't have a whole lot of money to show for yeah. it. So if I, and my, I needed the money, like it yep. was to sustain our family. It was totally. not just a hobby for me. For
0: me, for me, my, my wife, I was doing all of these like evenings and then weekends. All of a sudden my mm-hmm. Saturdays were filling up yep. and my wife was like, what, wait, what are you, what are you doing? When are you going to spend time with us? Like all of the Saturdays in the summertime, we can't go to the cabin. We can't, what do you, what's And how much money are you making? Like this, I was just doing on the side. She's like, babe, this isn't, this doesn't sustain itself. Right. Yeah.
1: It's not worth it then. Um, and so, you know, the whole point was for me to be able to still be a mom, but I needed Mm -hmm. to be able to make money. And if I'm working, working, working and not making the money, I might as well just go get a job somewhere. Right. So that was, um, I had to really figure out what am I doing wrong here? I can take great pictures. I can create a great experience at the photo shoot, but there's something missing because I'm not bringing in the income that I should be bringing in with all the hours that I'm putting in. Yeah. So I finally, it took me a couple of years. Apparently I'm a slow learner, but I finally had to come up with a shift in my pricing structure and um, in my whole experience that I offered to my clients because mm-hmm. What it had previously been was I would take their pictures uh, and it was shoot and burn. So a lot of people, you know, aren't sure what shoot and burn is. It's basically when you're taking the pictures and then you're burning them onto a USB or a DVD, hopefully USB at this point, right? And and then you're just giving them all the images for, you know, $50, $200, whatever it may be. Um, You cap yourself off at that point. You're never going to make more than whatever that price is so you can be shooting more and more and you'll just never make more than $200 per shoot. Um, so I had to come up with a with a new strategy there.
0: Totally. Yeah, I mean it's I think that for me it was I don't think anybody the, the there's so many parts I want to I want to pull apart here like as a creative this whole idea of am I sure I can get paid for this? Yeah. I think that's like the first just emotional mental hurdle that I had to get over. Like, no, no. I just like taking pictures of my kids. Like I don't need to, you don't need to pay me. Right. That's right. I'm, right. I know what really good looks like. Like you don't worry about it. And then it's gradually being like, okay, yeah, fine. I'll do this so that I can buy this next lens or that I can mm-hmm. buy this next gear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that perfect. And now I'm thinking, now I don't have to fight my wife because I, over this next camera I want to buy, mm-hmm. I can, I can pay to get a camera. Right. But, but that's a total broken mindset. Cause guess that I'm still making like $8 an hour or less. Mm-hmm. Right. When it's not worth that to be when it, when it's pulling me away from time with my family, time with right. my kids, etc. You can't
1: quit your job yeah. if that's what you're making.
0: Exactly. Totally. So yeah. and And then, um, I, but, but if I go back to that mindset where I was, I thought it was so cool. Like, Oh, I know I will just put the pictures online
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then yep. they'll order yep. prints online. That's mm-hmm. so that, so the, while I'm on my day job, I'll be making a bunch of money or while I'm sleeping. I'll be making a bunch of money. Right. And I can't tell you over and over again, how, how much of a failure I felt like, like getting that email where their sale went through. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh. Shoot. They charged 50 bucks for the session and they ordered like 300, less than $300 in, in prints. And it's just like four by sixes, yeah. sevens, like nobody bought anything big. Nobody, nobody had any idea what, what they were buying, for, for any canvases for their walls. Like, yep. they were like, can I just get the file? I'm going to go order this on Shutterfly.
1: <laughs> right. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's not going to look very good. Yeah, I okay, mean. So what do we
0: do then? What do we do next?
1: Yeah, that's that's the huge problem, and I think here's the thing. Um, I talk a lot about in my course, profitography. We go into um how to do pricing structure, um how to actually price yourself right, and what okay. that looks like. Um, you cannot have premium prices. You can't have Nordstrom prices and give a Walmart experience. Right mm-hmm. now, if you are Walmart, you're gonna get more people in the door it's going to be easier to book people but you're not going to come out with more sales so you're going to be working 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 or you could do two shoots and make as much as you did eight shoots right so which which do you prefer but with this if you're going to have premium prices um you're going to have to change the way you do things you're going to have to offer more People who go to Nordstroms expect more from Nordstroms than they expect from Walmart, right? Yeah. yeah. And so for in-person sales, I I have a pretty outgoing personality. I'm an extrovert, and everybody thinks sales for me would be easy. It is not. I hate it because I'm very money conscious. I budget. I never want to make like push people into something, especially financially. So I when I first heard of in-person sales, I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, like I am not even entertaining this. There is no way I'm doing it. Yeah. But what I began to realize is that I was doing my clients a disservice because what in person sales is, is it's really serving, it's not selling. If you frame it that way in your mind, yes. you are serving your client. You're helping them see what they could have, where they could have it, what it would look like. You're taking them from the beginning of the process and you're bringing them all the way through to the end of the process instead of leaving them hanging. And the funny thing is, what got me to do in-person sales was actually my clients because they would say, Hey, would you mind coming over and just telling me what I should order and where I should put it on my wall? So basically I was doing in-person sales. Like they were walking me through what I should be doing for in-person sales, you (laughs) know? And those were always my higher end clients that were asking me to do this. And then my husband said, um, do you think that maybe you should get paid for that like that should be a service that you do, so instead of it being a paid service, like I don't charge them to have me come in for in person sales, but I'm getting paid three times more because I'm helping them decide and, and telling them why it's important, and so I'm getting more money from that right yep,
0: totally so cool all right so let's let's do one other devil's advocate I want to do is like <clears throat> what's the alternative so I think that mm-hmm. Some people get so, um, like, I don't want it to be such a binary thing. Like, do I do in-person sales or do an online sales or do shoot and burn or shoot and share? What is the thing that that I align with, right? And I think it's just a simple, it's a business. The more real photographers that I talk to, the more I realize that so many people have a, a mixed version of that sometimes they do online sales sometimes it's in person sometimes it's remote because people are traveling right but I think what it it's this gradual transition to going okay I am going to help serve my clients by helping them choose additional things they can do with their with the images I'm taking Mm -hmm. because if I just give them the files they get stuck or, (laughs) or they don't print them. They don't turn them into albums. They don't print canvases. If they do, they get the wrong sizes. They don't know where to go. All of this stuff starts to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Um, so the trade-off, I think that could you, if we are just talking like business model, Mm -hmm. so you could just charge like, like you said, uh, four X or just like a a USB drive, right? Mm -hmm. That's an option. If you can do that, Awesome. If you're charging right. $1000, $2000 just for a USB drive and you, right. you w- don't want to do the rest of the work, um, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Uh, I I would I think I think there's just so much opportunity to to give more. Like you said if people mm-hmm. are paying Nordstrom prices, they expect a little bit more from right. service.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And sure. also regarding the remote too. I've had yeah. a lot of people fly in to get their pictures with me. And so um, I'll bring a couple products with me just so that they can touch and feel them. But we do Zoom calls or I used to do, before I had Zoom, I had Google Hangout. And so I still did it sort of an in-person sale. Like I did the slideshow, I wanted to finish off the experience. To me, that was a big deal was to finish off the experience. And also, I will say it's not just for your client that you're finishing off the experience. It's for you because for me, I was like, I did these images. I thought they were beautiful. I was super excited. Like My husband can only get so excited over somebody else's images, right? (laughs) But I wasn't getting to see their expressions. I wasn't getting to see what they loved. And so it was gratifying for me to be able to do that slideshow and to walk with them through that. Um, and then also when you've got repeat clients, you start learning what they like and what they don't like. And you don't right. make those same mistakes the next time you do a shoot with them. Mm-hmm. So um, even if they're remote, there's still a way to, to sort of finish this off. Um, even if you're giving a disc, like, or not a right, disc, right, right. Um, you can still do the slideshow and kind of present it and and sort of give a, a big finish. I think we're so used to just doing something and leaving like leaving it off, but like what about the big finish? You know mm-hmm. it also goes for referrals like you want to have a great experience for your clients so that they're so excited, you gave them more than what was expected that they want to talk about it
0: totally me go, I mean I want to go off topic for a second or just because I'm a big nerd. I like talking gear, so what this is it still on i p s though so like what? tools do you demo when you when you're doing on um, a slideshow or a reveal mm-hmm. do you what tool do you typically use
1: mm-hmm. okay so when i'm doing it i actually bring my laptop yep. and i use lightroom for my slideshow yep. uh, some people uh use animoto as yep. well that's yep. a paid subscription um so i use lightroom i make my slideshow i like my slideshow to be all about them and very simple so i've got yep. the music Lightroom. And I connect that to their TV. Now that they're smart TVs, you don't even really need to have the wires necessarily, but you could bring them the HDMI cable. Um, and then you can go a step further and do Swift galleries. So you're taking, you know, a picture of their room beforehand and you're, you're, you're creating galleries for them that you can present within that whole
0: presentation. Awesome.
1: So it doesn't need to be really expensive. I mean, I remember hearing people getting projectors and doing all this extra stuff. If you don't have a laptop and you can't do a slideshow, yep. um, you, I mean, you can do this on an iPad. You could print out photos. There are so many ways. I mean, we're creatives. We've just got to get creative on how we right. do this presentation.
0: I mean, you can get, you can get a Roku or an, I guess a streaming, like a Chromecast. You can Apple TV. Those, you could give those to a client, right? Uh-huh. Like here's, here's a super crazy idea that I'm going to test with you, Jamie. All right. Let's hear it. I've also told it to Chris Scott because I think he should build this, but if okay. you, here's a workaround. So what I love about Swift galleries is it starts to show people that it's like an aspirational thing. Even you, even if you don't have pretty rooms they there, mm-hmm. if they didn't, take pictures of their their house right you can show them these amazingly pretty houses where their right. images are going to look amazing right um, so if you're doing remote in person sales which a lot of I know a lot of people are mm-hmm. um, a lot of times everybody I everybody I've talked to they're just using tools like this or Skype or some other screen share yeah the biggest Limitation there aside from not being able, you can see faces and stuff like that. But aside from that, you um your images are coming through uh, like pixelated because it's limited to their internet speed. Right. The biggest hurdle. So one idea that I think I want to prove out and have somebody test is you can take all of your slideshow and uh, your actual the actual images. Yep. And then the images you're creating with swift galleries and put those jpeg stills into a keynote a keynote presentation yeah and with keynote for free you can create a share link that they will then open on any internet browser at home uh-huh. or on their apple tv yeah even better how cool would that be yeah and then so you're you're creating a connection like this with just zoom so that you can see their face and do audio yes but you're not showing your images via from this. connection that way when they're looking when they're looking at it via keynote they're looking at JPEGs they're looking mm-hmm. at like the fidelity that the file is mm-hmm. and there's two separate streams and here's the here's the final pitch is is you're still in control is, it'd be one thing that like you could give them a link to an online gallery but guess what they're gonna skip ahead they're gonna mm-hmm. be looking at the wrong images right and now you're controlling the keynote presentation on your side and as and, and so you, you're showing them what you want them to see. And
1: yeah.
0: anyway, yeah, that is, see,
1: you just always have great techie ideas.
0: I'm such a that nerd. Is, I'm sorry to hijack. I just, I, maybe you to need
1: help. to do that. Maybe you need to do that.
0: We'll see. I tell if Chris doesn't do it soon, I'm going to, but what I want people to do is just to try that. Try it yeah. with keynote. Right. I think that before I build anything special, um, let's use the free, free to, to cheap tools that are available and, and let me know if they're effective. So, right. Right. So now um, how to sell old clients. You've already done it the old way and you're transitioning mm-hmm. to the new way. What, yeah. what do you recommend there? So
1: actually, um, I really thought when I changed my business model, I was going to lose a lot of clients, but I sent out a transition letter and, um, and also just talked to clients because a lot of clients became my friends. Yep. Um, and basically I pitched it as, I want to give you a better more full experience. So this is the way I'm going to be doing things. And also here is a, you know, because you are a returning client, I want to just um, reward you by giving you a free session for your next one, but it will be the new model. And so I just kind of explain what that new model is going to be like. Um, All while, of course, you talking about like my it. As, prices,
0: on average, people are spending more. Do you give them, like, do you try to prime them that they, hey, this might, on average, prices are going up? Do you say anything about that at all? Or yeah, not?
1: well, now it's like I had changed my whole pricing structure, right? So, um, so I, yes, I did send them that as mm-hmm. well. Got it. Um, and so mm-hmm. with the collections, it's, you know, it's always a better, it's always a better deal. So, yeah. yes, everything changes. Um, and, and they're seeing that like, there's no secrets attached. And for me, you know, communication is, that was actually my major. So communication is a big deal to me. I never want to have them have any surprises at all because that is awkward for everybody. And I just, it baffles me when people are like, yeah, I don't tell them the prices until, um, I'm there with them. And I'm like, really? Like, ah. You know, I, I just would. I, I no, can just imagine the yelling and the. You know, yeah. um. So everybody knows they actually sign a, a portrait agreement with me, saying yes, I know and understand the pricing structure. Sweet. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's all about how you frame it, and yep. it's all about you know this is going to be a better experience for you. So
0: I like I love how you call it like just being in service. Um. Your my analogy I always say people is just about being a better teacher, a better communicator. Like I see all of these things as overlapping, and what the biggest mistake I made is I waited to talk about products until way late in the game till after the shoot, I didn't talk about the products that I, that could help them make yeah. and with our new with sticky albums, new pricing guide template. We've got an online pricing template and what I've learned it's throwing p- people off Is I, I, I call it that and then everybody did, they still jab, jab like all of this detail into their pricing. Like if, if many of them have, like a PDF magazine or a PDF yeah. with, with every size, every price, all right. of the detail they could ever need. I'm like, no, 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 What you need to do is your pricing is kind of your marketing also, right? Mm-hmm. And so you need to create a very simple version mm-hmm. of your pricing that just talks about your packages, that highlights a couple things, does not go into sizes, that just says, hey, our packages start at X, right. these products start at X, We can't wait to talk to you more about it in person, right? And getting that in front of people, like way on your website, like something they can opt in and ask for, um, or something that you're replying back with as they're considering you, like they don't need to know all of your prices or all your sizes and all your prices, every a la carte product before they've decided to hire you. Right. They just need a little bit. And that I think has helped a lot of photographers realize that this is just about Educating and communicating, mm-hmm. and you can only communicate. I think that's what um, I think people feel like when they fail at communicating; they're getting rejected. Mm-hmm. And I think that's you're so or spot on. I love talking about it that way. Like, um, if somebody's not buying enough stuff, it's not necessarily because they don't like it or they right. don't want it. It's because they you can't explain all of it in one like phone call or one email, you need to drip it out over time. Mm-hmm. As soon as, like before they booked, after they booked, leading up to the shoot yes. and immediately after the shoot, right yep. before the sales session, all of these tiny little opportunities to talk about and educate. That's all. Yes. Of
1: it. Yep. And that, and that's a really good point. That's something that, you know, talking about things over and over and over again, because to you, you know how your model works, you mm-hmm. understand it, but to, to them, they don't. So the more you can talk about it and explain it, um, the better clarity that they're going to have for the whole process.
0: That's right on. Awesome. Okay. So cool. Now let's, I think you talked a little bit about this, but let's, let's review. How come I feel like it's, it's pushy, like to be in sales. Yeah. Like I'm I'm trying to convince somebody that, that they're that to get something that maybe they don't need? Or yeah. how did you get over your own feelings of feeling like you were pushy?
1: Oh man, it is really hard at first. I really hard. I just, and it, the funny thing is people think, I mean, they want me to sell Mary Kay, Rodan and Fields. I mean, I've asked to do, been you know, to do everything because I have this outgoing personality, but When it comes to sales, I'm like, I don't like being pressured. I don't want to pressure anything. So I, what I think of it as is giving the information. That's what you're doing. You're educating them. You're giving them the information. They can make their choice. But ahead of time, they also know of the opportunities that are coming up. They also know um, the prices and what, you know, what you're giving out. And so it doesn't come as a surprise. Now, if somebody were to say, hey, I just want to get one picture Uh, Can you do that for me? I would say, no, but I know a photographer who can, because it is not worth my time to just do one picture. So really all my clients purchase a collection. How do I get it to be that way? Well, it's the way I've structured my collections, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that the biggest thing is, um, if you are seeing this as a service coming to their, you know, doing, doing this, finishing this off, if you're seeing it as a service and not a sale, then you're going to serve them. And, um, and I, and of course there is some expectation there. Like this is, um, where the sales will happen and, and letting them know that ahead of time, like, um, you know, I'm going to show you your pictures and and I'm going to help you choose which ones you get. So you're, you're guiding them, you're walking them along. But if they tell me this is my budget, this is where I want to stay. I will help them stay at that budget point. And then typically what happens is they love the picture so much and they want more. They choose to go over that. That is their choice. There is no pressure on my part. And they see how hard I'm working at, you know, trying to, to nick some of these images off, mm-hmm. but they choose a lot of times it's the husband. He's like, okay, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Let's just get them all. You know? <laughs> Um, so the, the reality is though, they're willing to spend this money on a purse, on a TV, on a couch. And to me, images are the most important thing. You yeah, know? Totally. And I think that through this experience, they realize that too. Yep. So
0: um, so do you still get the same inquiries all after all of this change and all this work you've done? Um, do people still say, Hey, can I just get the digitals? And how do you, when you get those requests, do you how do you reply? How do you answer that?
1: Yeah, question? so I just let them know that. Um, I don't offer just digitals. I do offer digitals within my collections, yep. but I don't just offer digitals. So they can purchase. And then once they purchase a collection, they can add on. So I yep. just explain that to them. Um, and so if that's really all they're wanting, here's the deal. They are probably not my dream client. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And so if, you know, I don't try to, to fit a, a square peg in a round hole, like if they're not my dream client, they're not my dream client. There's somebody down the street who can fit their needs and it's not me, but sometimes it gets to a point where they're just so sold on me. They're like, okay, well, what, however you do it, we'll do it that way. You know?
0: Yeah. I, I think that's probably one of the bigger emotional hurdles too, is just being willing. We know that we're saying no, right. And we're afraid like, oh my gosh, I just want to shoot. I need a client. I don't want to say No. Mm-hmm. that's all they're going to give me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say, no, I can't say no. And I think it's having the courage to say, you know what? Um, if I don't start saying no, I I'm, I'm saying no to my family. Like, right. If I don't say no to that client, no to somebody. I'm saying no to my family. Right. And I'm not making, I'm not growing my business. I'm going to get paid for that time, but it's just going to be like, I I'm not going to convince them to buy products If if they came in the door going all I want is this right yeah um so cool all right
1: well and one thing that was frustrating let me just add this one thing Mm -hmm. I was having so this is when I was um, switching out so many people were booking me and so basically it was like I knew I could only take a certain amount of bookings to keep my sanity yep so it was kind of first come first serve right like whoever books me first gets me well if they were just gonna buy a couple digital images but this other person who Mm-hmm. wanted to book me could have spent two thousand dollars yeah um, you know then I was realizing i'm losing sales if i'm not saying no to this person and if, yeah, if i'm not really another clear way to look at it. Structure and if
0: we're stuck if we're stuck in this just kind of scratching by trying to get the ball rolling mindset which we don't see it that way right but when you start to grow and realize that you know what there actually is Uh, amazingly so many times we've all heard the stories when you raise your prices Mm -hmm. you actually get more customers you start Mm -hmm. to attract your dream client the client that are looking for your unique style your unique products Um, so cool so some things I want to kind of wrap up with that that I'm taking away from the call is um, we make excuses I think of why we can't do it in person sales Mm -hmm. Uh, one and that I've heard you kind of scratch is I don't have a studio. Um, I don't have a place that they can come. You can go to their home to do a consult. You show up your laptop and iPad Mm -hmm. and Apple TV, whatever it is, you can do your presentation sometimes in their own home. Um, that it's not black or white, that there's ways you can ease into this. And maybe if, if you say, I just want to start doing album sales. Mm -hmm. Like all of my packages include albums. And if you want to buy canvas is fine, but just picking one type of extra product um, that you want to bring into the business. So this has been really cool. So people want to learn more, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story. And I think what's possible, right? When you start to implement, implement it, it can be hard after people watch this webinar or this, this interview, um, to kind of keep the flame going, to keep mm-hmm. that discipline. I, 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 was talking to you earlier, how, m- how much I need a structure in my life. Yeah. Um, what kind of structure do you provide photographers now to learn from the mistakes you made and kind of build from there?
1: Yeah. So, um, I have a course called Photography. It comes out twice a year okay. It'll be coming out in April, but, um, before that, the, the biggest thing I think when it comes to in-person sales, people go into in-person sales and they don't have their own structure already figured out for them. Um, and so one thing is, how are you going to charge premium pricing? How are you going to get people to buy into this? My
0: next question. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So I have a a free PDF guide and it's five must haves to charging premium pricing. Oh, wow. That's something that I would encourage um, people to to download and to look through. And that's just a good starting point. And another thing that I want to add before we end here is um, I was stuck. I hit a wall, I was not making money. And I was going to have to make a choice either change the way I do my business or just move out of my business and do something else Um, and a common thing that we say in our household is choose um, solutions over excuses there's a million excuses why you can't do in-person sales there's a million excuses why you can't get people to um, pay your prices we can always come up with a million excuses but what are the solutions because people are doing it people are successful at it and if they're successful you can be successful. You just have to come up with the solutions to all your excuses.
0: I love it. That's so great. I'm going to use that on my kids.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Stop complaining. That on them a lot.
0: <laughs> so cool. Um, well, this has been so great. It's such a great resource. We will link that, a link to that below in the show notes or in the blog post. Um, I know people are going to love that. We, that. The number one request we all get is um, I need more clients, right? I need more clients. And then, mm-hmm. but there's, I think that it's this weird chicken and egg thing where your pricing is so interwoven with Mm -hmm. your marketing that people get stuck like growing marketing strategies um, when they don't know what is their marketing yet. And I think that find getting clear on your pricing that is actually sustainable, Mm -hmm. and then weaving that into your marketing so that you're sharing and telling the story of your premium service earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, earlier the better, right? I think that. Sales, somebody posted in our Facebook group said, Nate, um, we're, I'm just not seeing um, the, the clothes. I need help with the clothes, right? The classic like sales language, like we need, I need help closing. How do I close better? I have them do the reveal. They love the pictures and then they just don't buy the package. And I, I said, it, I don't think it's about the clothes. I think mm-hmm. if people are not buying from you, it means that you missed some basic steps early. It's not you five can't steps read. before the close. Exactly. Like you yeah. can't really, it's already been done. Uh, so how, the amount you sell in the, the actual session,
1: mm-hmm. I think
0: that is determined way earlier in the whole process. You can't People
1: already come in with a mindset of what they're going to do. Right,
0: right. And luckily
1: they typically go up higher, but yep. when you communicate clearly ahead of time, they already know in their mind that they, you know, they're going to be spending money that
0: night. Right on. I love it. We could talk forever. This is so fun. To learn more, um, from Jamie, grab this download. Um, thank you so much for giving that us to us free. Uh, and then you guys can learn more about her, uh, her program where you offer even more structure and more step-by-step instruction. And we
1: have a ton of free stuff over at the as well. And I do a web show every Wednesday. So check that out.
0: Oh, we'll link to that as well in the show notes. Jamie, it was always a blast. We will chat soon. Have a good rest of your day.
1: Sounds great. Thanks.
0: Cheers.